Welcome to another edition of TSC Music, Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. Today, we're delighted to have in the studio with us for the second time, a good friend of ours, Sam Talbert, and we'll explain to you why he's here for a second time and you haven't heard him the first time. Sam Talbert. Musical chops of our guest, Samuel Talbert. Sam, great to have you back with us. <laughs> and this is live, by the way. If you're hearing him playing, it's live. <laughs> Good to be back. Good to see you, man. We we got to explain to our guests why, or our listeners, excuse me, uh, why you're here for a second time. <laughs> Not that we wouldn't have you back a second time, but you're back because we lost the audio from the first podcast <laughs> we did with you, and I'm um, glad you are on vacation this week, is that right? Yes, that's right. I um, took my vacation. I wanted to come into New York City and see it since I work all the time. And I said, let me come and be a tourist for the change, for uh-huh. change, as you say. Well, I'm glad you gave us a little bit of your time today. And then you're going to go and see some of the city, I guess. Uh, or you're going to try and get out of Dodge after this. What is uh, it? I pick up my daughter. She works right down the street. So uh-huh. she gets okay. her a ride home to come pick up her, uh, my granddaughter. Nice. <laughs> and you're a grandfather now. Yeah, I'm a grandfather. You were not the last time we were, you were here, were no, you? No, no. But, uh, you know, I, I, I tell my daughter that the grandfather title I don't feel that in age-wise, so, uh-huh. so we make the baby, uh, we, we tell her to say that I'm called G-Pa. 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 That's <laughs> modernized. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to have you, man. Let, let's talk about, let's go to the Talbert family for a mm-hmm. moment, because you, you come from a musical family. Everybody plays something, I think. Even your sons, uh, your brother, your father. In fact, your father is a, an organ technician. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that that whole family upbringing. <laughs> you had to be there in the beginning. Uh, my grandfather had was a pastor. He had a church, and all of his sons were involved in music. These are would be my father and my uncles, and every child that they had, because they were in the come out of basically through that church, they all were involved somewhere musically. So I had uncles that played. I had, um, of course, my father who played. My brothers all played. All my cousins played. And we would have competitions when we'd go to each other's house. Like who could <laughs> learn the latest song? Of course, my father being the oldest, we were the older children. So the youngsters, all my cousins, had to learn from us. Uh-huh. Now they can play me under the, under the table. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say you had the contest to see who could learn the latest songs, what songs are we talking about? Well, we're all gospel. Uh, in my household, there were no secular music allowed. So if my father was playing a, a new song for his choir or my uncle was learning a new song for their choir, we would hear them come over and be swapping chords and trying to figure out a song. My father, again, being the oldest, played the best out of the, I'll say, out of the, 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 the uncles. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we got our chance, we sit there and try to mimic what they were doing. Wow. You know, back in that day, we didn't go to school for, for music. We basically had to learn it all by ear. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we all we all do pretty well. We okay. all do pretty well. Well, I know I've heard you. I've heard a good portion of you anyway. Uh, has anybody from your family gone on to pursue a professional career? I mean, in terms of uh, um, a formal studies. No. no, they have all been dedicated church musicians. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. That's awesome. Every one. Of them. That's all. Now you still play in the church. You've mm-hmm. been playing the church for a long time. I think we're at year thirty-eight now. Thirty-eight years consecutive to it was no real break in it. No break. Like, is it, come on vacation now. So that's 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 the break. Well, that's not really a break because you're here now because yeah. you're gonna play today. <laughs> <laughs> 38 years, and that's been, you've been playing for the church, you've been sitting in front of choirs and worship leaders and pastors, and what's that like, what's that like to not have done anything else musically? I mean, have you ever had the urge to explore, you know, commercial music or TV, film, movies, anything? Yeah, um, I would guess back I want to say about me 20 years ago, I formed my company called Sound of Joy, and I wanted to know about the music industry. So I actually took off from my job and went down to Nashville, Tennessee, to the Gospel Music Association, because I actually joined them at that time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to understand what was the music industry, and they gave me a an eyeful and an earful as to what they're all about. Mm-hmm. And I left there with this one impression. They says, chances are you will never be a recording artist or a anything in the music industry but if you feel that that is your calling go back home and kick up the dust where you are and we'll hear about you mm. so I've, I've i've carried that out i may not be kicking up a lot of dust <laughs> but uh i go around and I, I do what i'm more comfortable doing and i don't try to change it much sometimes a lot of musicians want to be like another musician sure. because they figure they get the the accolades if they learn to play like that musician i've always took it i want to play like sam if i mm-hmm. hear it i want to be able to play it uh, as I said, none of us took formal lessons, so I envy those musicians that you can sit sheet music in front of, and they can play every note that's in front of them. I mm-hmm. watch that, and I'm, I'm at awe. But then I can sit down and listen to a piece of music and play back what, what I just heard and then add to it. And mm-hmm. those musicians look at me, and they go, well, how did you just do that? I says, <laughs> I interpreted it in my head, and I let my hands find the notes, and I just play it. Wow, yeah. That, that's how we do it. Yeah. So over t- so 20, 20-something years ago, you went to Nashville. <clears throat> Now, was it the Nashville community who told you that you're not going to be heard here today? Or is that what you got out of the sessions and et cetera? I got it out of the sessions. Mm-hmm. I went into the sessions that dealing with songwriting and because I, you know, I bought the books, you know, when you, when you start looking at, yeah, can I make, can I get anywhere in the music industry? You right. always go out and you buy the, the uh, jingle books. Right. I bought the Donald Passman, everything you need to know about the music exactly. business. Yeah. Uh, I bought a couple of other books about you know, copywriting and mechanical licenses. Well, if I want to do this, I want to do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know back in the early hip-hop ages where everybody sampled everything, I didn't right. want to start creating something from someone else's work, but I wanted to create my own. But mm-hmm. I needed to know when I do it, can I do it right? So I learned, I did all the groundwork as to laying the foundation as to if I'm going in this direction, let's know what it is that you want to do. And then when I got to say, well, let's go now to the industry where all the A&R people were, which is a good thing, the, the, the what do they call, um, I forgot what A&R stuff, I know they, they, they Arts represent, and right, they represent yeah. your, your top echelon singers. Right. And they pretty much said, you know, unless you're better than who we have, you know, don't send us to any tapes. Uh, don't come <laughs> here with any, you know, singing any songs over the phone. We're not going to hear you. If you're better than who we have, kick up the dust where you are. Right. We'll hear about, we'll hear about you. you. And, but a part of me, because I'm, I'm church, 
Uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Well, you know, music is music. I says, but I'm I'm church music. Mm-hmm. So I I set up my own barriers. It says, you know, you can do this. You can listen to that, and you can do that. You you know what they're doing musically. You can sit there. You can duplicate it. I put it like that. Mm-hmm. But does it fit to who you are? Mm-hmm. And okay, you may take two or three runs and bring it into what where you use it at to see whether or not you can spice up a song. But you won't. But you won't. You know, some folk will take a, a secular song. And try to make it church, uh-huh, and the minute uh-huh. you start playing, it, folks is bobbing their heads right. and popping their feet. I don't try to do that. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let me just stay where I'm comfortable. Where if there, if there's an avenue to take me that place, I have no problem going there. You know, I've listened to the older, you know, the back in my day when it's coming up. It was uh, to, you know, the um, Temptations, Mighty Clouds of Joy, mm-hmm. that that quartet sound. Right. Then you know, listen to uh, um, I so many artists that I believe even the. Early Michael Jackson tunes, you know, ABC, one, two, three. I said, right. it's just simple notes. <laughs> He's making a lot of money off these simple notes. But I said, you know what? It's too easy to do it that way. It's much harder to do it the way I'm doing it. And I have more deeper appreciation for what I do. Yeah. Because I know it's coming from Sam and not being borrowed from some someone else. Right, right. You said that you are church. I am church. Sam is church, church music. Because well, we're in this, in this series and we're talking about cultural worship. Um. Um, and we've been exploring the different uh, backgrounds of, of, of musicians and singers and et cetera, and the culture that they come from, be it Hispanic, Italian, Jamaican, uh, French, uh, Russia. And having visited some of these countries for, on mission trips and et cetera, I, I get to these countries and I often find that what a lot of the churches around the world are doing in their worship services it's what we do here in the West. It's it, there's a lot of Hillsong, and we love Hillsong. There's a lot of uh, uh, Israel Houghton wannabes and a lot of Kirk Franklin wannabes, you know. But but very few of them have maintained a cultural sound. You know what I mean? When you go to Jamaica, you want to hear what worship is like in Jamaica mm-hmm. with reggae, if that's the national or if that's the cultural sound. You want to hear what worship sounds like in salsa or or you know in Latin community uh but we're not getting a lot of that and so when you talk when you say i am church what is church to sam talbert what is gospel to sam talbert sunday night um downstairs on a hard floor with hand clapping foot stomping music when some mother in the back mother in the back row starts her favorite song and everybody joins in and <laughs> adds a line to it as they're going yeah and you're the musician and you don't look at it as oh she's just singing her old song but it's like as it begins to build throughout the congregation you build along with it mm. i fought to praise and worship when they brought it to my church back some 30 years ago because I said, you're taking that song away from that mother, from that sister, wow. from that person that that song meant something to them. Yeah. And when they sung it, other people began to feel that song through that person. Right. Nothing against the praise and worship environment, the way it has been, what's the word they're using? It's been refined now, mm. where you now can include everybody. You're making the lyrics short enough so everybody can, and you repeat it, uh-huh. so everybody learns it by the fifth time around. But back then, you know, a song started. Uh, Jesus on the main line tell right. them what you want and they begin to add lines to call them up call them up and you as they change you're now adding to it and you know to me that was church right. where 
it, it was spontaneous. It wasn't programmed. It wasn't like you have a soprano alto and a tenor part. You miss your note. They're looking at you funny. The praise team people <laughs> looking at each other. You know, that's your wrong note. Uh-huh. It was spontaneous. And I grew up musically in, in that. Mm-hmm. My background in music mm-hmm. was as a French horn player. So I sat in an actual orchestra. And no one ever taught me to play piano. I didn't have a formal teacher. I didn't even have to sit down and say, this is how you form a chord. As today, you know, you have YouTube and the internet and you, anything you want is instant. But back then I had to hear notes in my head and go home and practice and then try to figure out where they were and then try to form my fingers to form it. So when I hear the music in my head or a melody being sung, inside my brain is going, okay, where's the melody going? Okay, what, what are the basic chords you can put there? Okay, now, how do you now build on this so that as it's being sung, it affects the person singing and not outplay them as they're singing, but it'll add to what they're doing. And a lot of the music that I play is still based on that theory. And I also teach that on my website. Play Mm -hmm. melody first, then chord, then bass, and then build a pattern around all of that. That's church to me. That's church. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this because we're we're getting into what what I know to be cultural as soon as we come back. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. When you and I look at American currency today, in the back of most bills we find these incredible four words, in God we trust. Have you ever wondered where those words came from? Actually, it's Psalm 56 in the Old Testament, where there was a story of a man who was wandering and crying, looking for safety, feeling pursued. But turn to God and begin to speak with God. And he says, In God I will praise his word. In the Lord I will praise his word. And in verse 11, he says, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do to me. Now these words were etched in our currency from a people who had wandered. They would cried out to God. He had answered their prayer and led them to this country. And they found it so important to acknowledge this that they put these four words on our currency. It's time again. To pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org.
we're back with Sam Talbert, and we're just scraping the surface of what I think is, uh, and what I know to be, a cultural gospel music experience. And Sam, you touched on it a little bit. You talked about the mother in the back of the church. You talked about the spontaneity in a what I would call a traditional uh, gospel service, for lack of a better term. Uh, tra- traditional church service. Now, this is this is in large cultural. The African American community, when you have that call and response, you know, Jesus on the main line, like you said, will take various turns. Musically, it might, it it would build, and every round goes higher and higher. Uh, but the lyrics could also change. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be called. You know, it might be Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want, call him up, tell him what you want. But the next line could be. If you want baby, your body yeah, healed. Yeah, baby needs a pair of shoes. Baby needs a- <laughs> and, that, and that was acceptable. Am I it right? Was. And somebody in the back could just, just jump up and say, the baby needs a pair of shoes. Tell him what you want. <laughs> and somebody, and the ironic thing is somebody else in that congregation was able to identify with mm-hmm. the fact that that baby needed a pair of shoes. And they would get up and before you know it, there's another line, and this song would just evolve in this service, and it could go 10, 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. nobody was tired. Not at all. <laughs> it's, it is a cultural experience, am I right? Yeah, and when you get that foot stomping in mm-hmm. the background, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like almost, almost used, well, it used to be like, like, like thunder. Right, right. It wasn't this high-powered, you know, everybody's, you know, 160 beats per minute. It was right. just. And you didn't need a drummer. They need a drummer. They need a drummer. And the music, to me, the music part of it was keep it. Going for as long as it, as as it actually needs to, right? And then you say people they weren't wore out afterwards. Exactly. It's funny because uh, as I'm doing this this study, I, I some some people sent me some music from Africa, and I'm not kidding you. I, I put a CD in my car. I was going to Pennsylvania a few weeks ago, and I put a CD in my car from the time I left my driveway to the time I got to Pennsylvania. It's an hour and ten minute drive door to door from from the other house, and the same song. The same groove, the same progression was going for an hour and 25 minutes, nonstop in an African culture, nonstop. The, the song changed, the lyric changed, but the same four chords were just going back and forth, back and forth, and it grew and it grew and it grew. And for an hour and 20, and I started to look at this because I thought, <clears throat> no, they had to splice this. They had to punch in in the studio. They had to do this. And uh, after some research, that is a full session. That is a non-stop worship ses- session. One hour and 25 minutes. And mm. so that's Africa today, 2012. <laughs> you know? And so it doesn't, it's, it doesn't surprise me, and it shouldn't surprise anybody who, who's familiar with the culture, that when you say that song can go 15, 20 minutes and nobody's tired, it, it's, it's a reality. You know? Because in Africa, they, they do it all the time. And I was just blown away by, by this. And so this, this has been fascinating. <clears throat> Excuse me to to uh, to embark on this uh, mm-hmm. this 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 study. So it is it is cultural, and you say that I am gospel, and you you, you you've listened to all the music, but you've had no desire to venture outside of what you're doing. Did you ever feel like you missed a career opportunity by not doing anything else musically? It depends. I probably have. I gotta go down to my basement and count. I've been collecting keyboard magazines since 1994. Wow! Only because I wanted to see how people in the industry were doing it. How did they get into keyboard magazine? Mm-hmm. And at that time, they would write their their stories of how they started in music. And the one common thing that most of them had is that they had connections. Mm-hmm. They either went to a school, a music school, or 
They were connected somewhere th- music, musically where they could be heard. When you're in the church, uh, I know there used to be a common thread, the quote-unquote, the world would come into the church to get musicians. I said, no, no, no. Musicians left the church right. <laughs> to go find work in the right. world, which right. I have no problem with. But because I was, at a very young age, employed at 17 years old out of high school and in the church musician, church musician at that time, I had no need, no need to search out uh, connections with people. I've, I've been, of course, been approached to play for startup groups mm-hmm. and... Um, don't think any any really bands connected with me because you, you in my day back in my day you were in church from ten to ten on the Sunday mm-hmm. and then you were in Tuesday night rehearsals uh, the Thursday night services Wednesday night rehearsals so you didn't have time to really venture out right. and see musically uh, what you can branch into do, do I regret it. Only in the sense that I missed out on a lot of the revolutionary changes in music um, that I did not participate in. Again, I could listen to anything and play it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I that I, I I do marvel even sometimes at myself and my, and my cousins also. You know, they'll they'll listen to my one cousin that can listen to any Jimmy McGriff CD or uh-huh. album, <laughs> and in two weeks he's playing just like him. But now, you when, get, now you're going to tell some some of our young listeners who Jimmy McGriff is because uh, they oh, they don't know oh. and, uh, <laughs> a uh, B3 organ player yeah and because he loved the B3 right. and uh, I used to marvel about how he did that and then I thought about it you know he ain't no no day job right <laughs> so he's got time to practice four and five hours where exactly. I, I go work a day job and then go to church for rehearsals and when I got married take care of a home uh-huh. so I did what was necessary to to musically. To, to serve the church, which is part of what I, I guess has been my, my whole mantra. Let's help keep the church with musicians that are there to serve the church. Right. You know, there's plenty of music out there for everybody, but the church shouldn't have to suffer because of it. Mm. And how does the musician serve the church? If you go with my interpretation of it, based upon my ex- experience, anything musically that that church needs to keep the service going. I used to always coin a phrase that if the musician is not prepared for service or the church, the church service suffers. Mm-hmm. Music starts the service and ends the service. It keeps the service going when there are when there are keeps the service going when there are actual actual dead spots. Um, churches nowadays, uh, some of them are now doing pre pre programmed music because they don't have musicians that can play hymns mm-hmm. or that could play traditional music that will service that church. Everyone wants to play the the newest, latest hip hop song and have the young people's choir, and you have a senior choir where standing in the uh, suffering because the musician can't open up a hymn book. Right. I often say, if you want to hide a chord from today's musician, put it in the hymn book. He'll, he'll never, <laughs> he will never find it. So that's the. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, though. So that's 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 where I, I, I that's where that's the the attitude that, that I have when I deal with young musicians that come to me on the internet. It's a Mr. Talbot. I have learned yearning to play for my church. I challenge them. I says, okay, why? You know, because most of them. I've had one ask me one time. I need chords I can play when my choir is marching up to sing at this other church. And I told the guy, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not mm-hmm. the purpose for why I'm here mm-hmm. to give you chords so you can impress other musicians while your choir marches up to sing at another church. <laughs> So I sort of, I, I sift through, I try to figure out, well, why are you coming to me? Because I, pretty, I make it pretty much ex- explicit on my site. This is a church musician training site. Mm. This is so that you can serve your church in whatever need musically that they have. 
You know, most guys can't play for weddings, can't play for funerals, can't play for baby christenings. You know, you've got to be able to to look at your at the ministry where if you've if you're planted in the ministry musically and to see what does that what does this church need that I have to offer, and right. if I don't have it, where can I go to be able to give that skills? Right, that's that's awesome. You you talk about uh, being a for you talk about Jimmy McGriff who had plenty of time because he didn't have a day job, but he was an in demand musician, so. Technically, that was his day job, um, right. and uh, and an incredible organist. Um, when you talk about that, and you talk about the fact that you are now a husband, uh, a father, a grandfather, a full time job, got a home to take care of, and yet you're still involved full time in a sense as a church musician. How do you balance all of that? How do you balance all that and Sam still find time for Sam? Sam still find time to find choir material. You still t- find time to prepare for rehearsals. You still find time to go on vacation. You still find time to take your daughter to lunch. You, How do you balance all of that as a full-time husband, dad, father, grandfather, employee, musician, guy? <laughs> I have a lot of experience doing it. I've been doing it for so long. Sometimes when I look back and I go, how did I do more than that? Mm. I'm actually doing less now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing for a ministry that doesn't have six choirs. They only have one. Good. And Good. Uh, there were older people who only sing by sheet music. So I have to find songs that I have to create sheet music for them. Uh-huh. And then because I'm not a quote unquote singer, I, I can teach parts. I know when your note is wrong. Right. And plus they read by notes, the majority of them. I make you know I give them songs that I can try to change the key because if, if if it's going to again it has to be appropriate for the service since they're an older choir. Right. Uh, I go to bed at between twelve thirty and one o'clock in the morning, so I guess that sort of accounts for a lot of my a lot of the time. I learn how to budget my time. And of course, I, I I'm very aware of, of 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 myself. So if I feel like I need a nap. You know, two seconds, I am gone. <laughs> Not in my car, though. I'm sitting right. in a nice, a nice comfortable chair. Or if I'm down in my studio, I have a nice, comfortable chair. I'll wake up two hours later and go, yep, I'm still here. <laughs> That's why we didn't give you a back on that, stew because we didn't want you to <laughs> fall But no, it's, uh, it's, it's and, and I guess today's musician don't know, don't, or don't realize what, what it meant when you had a first love. Mm-hmm. Where it didn't matter what day or what hour you you were there and, and you would dedicate your time to that. So I look at music and and ministry as as well. Of course, you know God and my family that's very important. But mm-hmm. then as far as what moves Sam, you know, if you want to see Sam smile, put a keyboard in front of him. That mm-hmm. works. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll hear notes in my head and I will begin to play them out and I will go, "Yep, now I f- I'm, now I'm comfortable." And then everything else falls into place after right. that. Right. We're going to take another break. Take us out to a little break, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, do some traditional.
adult and youth praise choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. God is Faithful is the title of a new book from the personal writings of Pastor David Wilkerson. This volume offers 365 deeply insightful, deeply inspiring reflections that reveal the loving heart of the Father. Each day in this year-long devotional journey, you can experience what Brother Dave knew intimately and preached passionately, that God is faithful and He takes great delight in you. To purchase a copy in limited edition hardcover, visit tscnyc.org. We're back in the studio again with Sam Talbert, and we are having a great discussion. For, for for musicians who are interested in gospel music, this is something, this is a man you need to get in touch with. He's done this for a long time and continues to do it and does it well. Now, we met 17 years ago, 20 years ago. I, you know, I don't remember. It's been so long. It was in Harlem, Mount Nebo Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. You came in, and I think you were working with our our eight a.m. service, or the seniors choir, right? Uh, the mass uh, choir, mass and, choir the, yeah. and the men's choir, right, right. And uh, with with us for a few years, moved on, and I have since moved on, and here we are, years later, years mm-hmm. later. Yes. Uh, you've been at uh, Galilee United Methodist Church in Inglewood, New Jersey, for fourteen years. So I know it's been long; it's been much longer than that. It's been at least seventeen years, when maybe twenty years since we met, uh, at least. And I, I've always been uh, intrigued by people like yourself who who have done this as long as you have and have been able to be the pillars, if you will, the mainstays. Um, you started a website. Uh, some time ago. First it was Sound of Joy Music, I think it was, and then you started this new website where you started teaching uh, musicians how to play gospel music and how to service their churches. How did that come about, and what is it? Tell us a little bit about that site. Back in 1996, I um, saw where churches were not, I would go to other churches with my home church, and I would go there, and there was never a musician there to start the service. So when you're the actual visiting church, you know, everybody's asking, did you bring a musician? And so, of course, you know, everybody starts pointing at me. So now I would start a service in another church. And then my home church, the pastor would speak and the choir would sing. And then I couldn't leave because right. the musicians, so they would say, can you play for our choir? Right. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm a guest, but as long as I know the song, I can play. So a part of me said, why is, why is there no musician at this church? 
and it was repeated at so many churches. I says, well, you know, coming up as a musician uh, that was not formally trained, you would ask other musicians to show you something, and they would hide their chords from you, mm. or they would stop playing when you walked around. And I, I was, you, I used to thought it was me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was something that I said or I offended somebody. And then as as I got later on in years, I began playing. I used to see other musicians come to me young. Well, you know, I like to get started in music. I said, well, fine, it's what you need to do. I had no problem showing them anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? There's no formal uh, educational facility for a church musician. Right. Most times, uh, he's a he's a he's a drummer coming to the keyboard or or a uh, guitar player going to the keyboard. And there's no one to tell him, here's how you play a piano. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're playing a, a drum, it's basically two sticks. You're playing a keyboard, um, guitar. My father tried to, make, tried to make me a guitar player. I could not get it because I need to use all my hands. Mm-hmm. I heard more than just, you know, strumming a few notes. So I said, well, let me put together, and at the time I called it uh, Church Musician As- Association. Again, I'm. this is just Sam looking at magazines going, well, let's call myself an association. Mm-hmm. And then I'll invite other musicians. I'll actually still have some of the original uh, booklets that I made. I went out and I bought a printer, and I started printing and writing and making copies of it and putting together a booklet to hand out when I go to different churches. And I was somewhat discouraged when pastors didn't support what I was doing. And I says, well, you know, I'm here to help your church. I'm not trying to move in here. I'm not trying to leave my home church and get a job here. Mm-hmm. And I've even had pastors tell me, well, we don't, need, we don't need a musician. We have a real good one. You know, of course, nowadays he's probably <laughs> a little upset that I did, they sure. did, that he didn't follow through what I was trying to do. But I never lost that yearning to want to teach the next Sam Tolbert. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're a musician, you're always, somebody's always trying to push you off the organ. But when I didn't see that, and I would look back and I go, there's no one coming behind me that's even looking to see what chords I'm playing. I said, well, let me help bridge a, a gap that I saw back in 96 that was going to happen, that you were going to have churches without a musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I look at the internet. I was one of the first ones on the internet back in the AOL dial-up days. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I, I put MIDI files on it. Uh, I don't think I had an actual site. Then I would just share MIDI files on other people's sites. Uh, then I had people come to me and say, oh, I heard your music on the internet, and I got it in my phone. I says, what? Yeah, it's a ringtone. I'm like, what's a ringtone? <laughs> Again, that's what I missed out on. Because uh-huh. a lot of the churches, young people were getting my music on their ringtone phones. And because I didn't, no, not involved in that industry. I right. missed out. I'm not trying to miss out now, though. <laughs> but um, And I appreciate the fact that I was able to support churches who didn't have musicians by putting uh, electronic MIDI files on the Internet that they could go and put in their keyboards if they had one and have me basically playing for their services. And I kind of still do that now. just mm. had a church where I just sent, uh, I did CDs of 51 songs for, so you can have music for the year in this church. Wow. And uh, that... That part of it I like, and I always try to tell them, so I'm not trying to replace your musician who's not there. You know, support my site with at least three musicians or young people from your church. Invest in a very inexpensive keyboard for them, and I'll help you train them how to be your musicians for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on churches to contact me for that, but <laughs> I do appreciate those that do s- register with my site, which is basically just your name, church you attend. you got to attend the church and the instrument you play, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got they've got as much as I can give away for free, because you know the internet does cost and the equipment costs, but sure. as much as I can give away for free, I'll help them get to where they need to get to to support their local ministry. Yeah. 
That's awesome. With the advancement of the technology, though, I mean, people can, you know, this generation now can go online, go to YouTube, and and in a moment have access to hundreds of thousands of YouTube videos where musicians today are now showing off their skills and their prowess and, their, their, you know, their, their skills. And back in the day, that was kind of shunned. From, you know, back in the day, if you... Um, because like you said, you, you couldn't walk up to another musician and he openly display his skills. He would hide his chords from you <laughs> in a hymn book. <laughs> <laughs> he would hide them. He would not show you for, for whatever reason. And obviously it's an insecurity, but he wouldn't, wouldn't show you his skills. But now today you, you see it gone. The pendulum has swung all the way to the other side. And what I mean by that is that not only are musicians all over the place showing off their skills, but the display of skill and musical brilliance in the church has become such a performance that it's no longer worship. Would you agree? Yes. I I shudder when someone sends me a link. Oh, you got to see this musician. He's outstanding. And I go, so let me go look and see. Because, again, if you're going to instruct somebody, you need to know what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And most times I'm listening, I'm going, okay, that's nice. I don't know what song you're playing, but that's... <laughs> That's it. It's Pretty it's, fancy, it's yeah. art. Yeah, it's it's you know you're all over the place, but you know what was this amazing grace? Oh, okay. Yeah. I like to think that I can. I, and I've gone YouTube daily, basically, and I look at the sites that have a hundred thousand hits, and I'm like, what is he playing? Mm. And then I look at my site, and I got two hundred ninety-one, and I'm playing an entire <laughs> song, showing you the melody and how to chord around and how to make it sound like good for church. And I right. go, okay, they're gonna come one day. And if you, if you build it, they'll come. We know uh-huh. if one day someone's going to say, you know what? Uh, I need to learn how to play this song because this person needs it. Let me see if Sam has it in, in his list. And mm. there it'll be. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm patient, if anything else. Well, and you're also not an entertainer. No. I, Where, whereas the other ones are entertaining people to an extent, um, showing off their skill and their brilliance. And you can't. I mean, the videos are great. Some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. Um but you can't really pick up and learn what some of these cats are doing and use it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing, and I think you touched on this a little earlier, that if you asked most of those musicians what they were playing and asked them the theory behind it, 90% of them would not be able to tell you what they were playing. Am I right? That's correct. <laughs> yeah, again, it's, like, it's like putting it in the hymn book. Yeah. They will, they'll never look for it. I, I've often had musicians say, well, can you chord out this song for me? Mm-hmm. So I'll go, and it's a, it's a song on YouTube, so I, again, I have the ability to listen to a song and in 45 minutes be able to play it all mm-hmm. the way through. So I said, let me go listen to the song. And some sites I go to, um, I won't give the name of that site out, but where a lot of musicians congregate where they're asking for songs. And mm-hmm. I, I like to see what they're playing and, right. and why they're playing it. So some songs I, I would go back to that site and I would go, okay, if you could tell me what key the song is in, what the opening melody line is, and what the bass line is, I'll help you learn this song. Mm-hmm. And most times they don't respond back because yeah. they don't know what key it's in. Right. Uh, they have no idea what a melody is. They want to know <laughs> where's the one, four, and the five, and is there a subdominant seventh? I'm like, okay, guys, you know what? I understand where you are. You want you want you want home rum chord. What what, is, what chord is going to make the folks shout? Right. And so I I always challenge them. Because I had no one to challenge me. Uh-huh. I had no one other than high school in, in the music department where I had to play my part in the French orchestra. I said, you know, play your line. I had to hear everybody else's notes around me. So when I play, when you hear me play, that's an orchestra. You know, saxophones, uh, 
clarinets, strings, bass horn, uh, bass sax on this side. So everything I hear, you hear me play, is what I'm hearing from being surrounded mm-hmm. and being the guy in the middle with the French horn. Right. So when I try to teach on my site, I says, well, if you learn the melody of any song, you got that song. Now just put the chords that support that melody and add a bass to it. Now you can play the song. Now let's learn the other stuff, but be able to do that first. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some that that hear me, but the majority, you know, once they see I'm not going to give them the chords to the song, I don't hear from them anymore. Right. <laughs> the site is Sam's Music Co. It's it's an acronym for Music Company. Right. So Sam's S A M S M U Z I K C O dot com, and mm-hmm. you can get more information about uh, what Sam is teaching online for the church musician at Sam's Music Co. or Sam's Music Company dot com. Again, as Sam's is S A M S M U Z I K C O dot com. Greetings, salutations, saludos, and young haseo, TSC music podcasters. Did you know a child cry, a ministry of Times Square Church, is dishing out over 23,000 meals every week? With your prayers and support, we'll continue reaching out to feed the kids that we can so that they might be given the opportunity to lead an active and healthy lifestyle. I personally believe that now, more than ever, there's an awareness amongst this generation that there are people experiencing tremendous hardship and difficulties. And in response, folks from all walks of life are getting together in massive numbers and advocating for solutions. At Child Cry, it is our objective to be a transparent, ethical charity by developing long-lasting relationships with all of our local feeding program administrators. I'd encourage you to hit us up online at childcrynyc.org to check out the work and see what you can do to help. We've got some exciting new updates launching this fall and hope that you'll join us. Child Cry, we feed hungry kids. one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith, because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter and dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. And God's word was don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear not. When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. 
But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes from God. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold.
I love to praise his name. <laughs> the the uh, background from which you come, Pentecostal Church, Holiness Baptist, what is it? Pentecostal Holiness. Pente- Pentecostal Church Holiness. Church of God in Christ. Church of Kojic. <laughs> a, a lot of people, uh, and again, as we explore this cultural side of, of, of gospel music, um, a, a lot of people don't understand when we start talking about, because you, you alluded to it earlier, you mentioned that you would go with, you would be a visiting church, you'd go to another church, and that's part of the church culture mm-hmm. in, this, in, the, in this area of, of, of Christendom, if you will, where churches visit other churches, pastors come to other pastors' churches, and they bring an entourage of people with them. They'll bring their choir, they'll bring their elders or their deacon board or what have you, and they would, just, they would visit each other, and it, it would foster fellowship. It would be great fellowship, and he would preach there, and the other one would come over and preach there. And sometimes they were annual events, right? They were annual engagements. Mm-hmm where you went to this one church every year at the same time of the year to either celebrate uh, an anniversary or a special event. Uh, and it's part of the culture. But, and in that, there, there's some good and some bad, <laughs> right? There's some, there's some, uh, some habits that are, are, are that, that build a people, and then there are habits that break down uh, of people, or put a people in stagnation, if you will. Mm-hmm. From the musical side, what have you seen as one of the deteriorating elements, if if I can put it that way? It's been one of the, it's one of those elements that that exist in that culture, that exchange, that hasn't benefited the body of Christ. The music, the the actual. Um, in the interpretation of the music. Mm. When you hear sometimes you say gospel music, there was a message in the music which wasn't just one line repeated 20 times, but it actually spoke to uh, generally the Christ and his his birth and his resurrection and what we're looking forward to in the future. Today's music, when you go to another church, everybody's singing the latest pop song. And, Mm. you know, it's a club atmosphere. You've got a band on the side here. And uh, and everybody's jamming in the band. You, the choir you cannot hear, even though they got twenty mics out for the choir. The mm-hmm. organist and the drummer and the bass player, the ten synthesizers on the side, <laughs> and everybody's playing their own thing and trying to outplay one another. You, at least for me, mm-hmm. again, I I came up uh, when it was just an organ and a piano player. You, you were blessed if you had a drummer. Right. <laughs> so the music had to support. What I had this theory that if I couldn't hear the choir when I was playing, I was playing too loud. Mm-hmm. So I would, and I would get chastised. Well, you need to play a little louder, but I can't hear the choir. If I can't hear them, maybe then they need to sing a little louder, or I'll help them with their notes if they're not sure. Mm-hmm. But from what I've watched from the, the church or, or, or today's culture of church, it's uh, it's pomp and circumstance. You know, stand for this one, stand for that one. You know this. Thing called talk music, which I'm trying to uh-huh. still understand. Where no matter who's on the microphone, if somebody's reading the scripture. There's music in the background. I'm yeah, like, what is that? Then that's that's fairly new because I've I've been seeing this pop up in certain church circles as well, and I'm just like blown away by that, you know. But again, it 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 really does speak to what we talked about earlier, which is part of that showmanship. It's let me let me use this time to practice. Or to show all of my, you know, fancy progressions and all my chord, you know, how I can string chords together and 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 move talk music, you know, 
if they if they go up in inflection, mm. I do something on there. It's just bizarre, though, isn't it? There's no element of worship or praise at all. I've never done talk music. I want once I I, I went to my home church once because I've been I've been away from my home church now uh, for a number of years uh, as I'm ministering outside of it. And I sat down and you know in, in the congregation, you know, which is rare. I'm usually being up front on the organ, and I'm sitting there and. An elder is up reading the scripture, and the organist is back playing preacher chords behind the scripture. And I'm sitting there going, "Why is he doing that? Doesn't he know that this preacher doesn't doesn't tune up?" And the preacher now felt obligated in his prayer to. And I'm saying to myself, "What's going on here?" Wow. And then when the offering started, he's playing straight out jazz chords. I'm like, "Huh?" And everybody's just popping around, giving their offer. To, and I'm saying to myself, "Okay, yeah, I know you've been away for a couple of years, but." Is this is what's acceptable now? If it had been me, they'd have been ushering me out in on the prayer room or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, you would have been totally back backslidden. But you know, uh, <laughs> you know I, I and I'm I've, I'm learning now to to accept where where Sam is and then wherever Sam goes, still be Sam. Right. If if what I do is not acceptable, then Sam can. There's plenty of other ministries that can accept. The fact that musicians will come in and support every part of the service until the spoken word comes up, and then I shut the organ off. Mm. Let the word be heard. Let me hear the word. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You are a musician all the time. You always have been. But by day, technically, you are. I'm a printer repair tech. Okay. I fix printers. I've been doing that now. I think I started my 39th year. Wow. Uh, in the industry of, of, of repairing machineries that print. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, in the age 73, I worked here in New York City. Uh, for the IBM Corp, and I fixed typewriters and dictation machines, and then and, and went to copiers from that, and then from printers to that, and small personal computers from there. Uh, now I'm still doing printers over in New Jersey for my for my third company. Thank God I'm still working. Amen, amen. But a uh, part of me is still saying, Sam, if you had gotten involved with someone in the music industry, you wouldn't have to be working fixing, getting your hands dirty and sticking inside of machinery that if it grabs your hands, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're done. But I'm I'm very careful, and I'm, I like to think I'm very professional, professional in what I do. And uh, I've often heard of people say they get corporal tunnel from playing so much. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, gee, I've been doing this for so many years and playing piano, a good yeah. fifteen of those years, and never felt a strain or pain in my hand. And yeah. they still act when I say change, move, they move. Yeah. So I, I thank God for Amen. that. And so do I. <laughs> I have a work to do. So I'm going, I'm going to continue to work. I I I, I questioned my wife one time. So you know what? What's it going to be like when I'm not doing this anymore? And I says, you know what? I guess I'll be in heaven. <laughs> this is this is who I am. This is this is what I do. I, even though the music changes, I still stay with what I'm comfortable. Again, I any song that comes out, yeah, I listen to the Kirk Franklin's. Richard Smallwood is my is my mentor as far as how to play a piano mm-hmm. for a song. So any song that comes out, I hear it, I learn it, I go, okay. Can I use it where I am? No, but at least I've learned it. So if somebody asks, how can they learn to play this song? I say, right. here's how you learn to play it, exactly like the album. That's how I taught myself. Many songs when did you were playing when we were over at the Mount Nebo, I would sit there on the organ when you were on the piano, and I go, I got I to gotta get that style. Mm. I said, that sounds great. <laughs> I go home and I practice it, and I said, well, he can't hear me play it. Because he, <laughs> I said, but I got it. <laughs> and that's, that's just how I am. I, I've never tried to show up another musician because um, most sometimes when you, when you were a piano player versus an organ player right. in the cultural thing in the church, the organist was the lead instrument. Mm-hmm. When technically it should be the piano, right. but an organist felt that I'm the organist, mm-hmm. so you follow me. And basically, you just played with the song because you could not ever compete right. vocal or uh, sound wise with an organ. 
but that did never diminish my playing. So I still got to play. Mm-hmm. And so when I, you know, like if you go through any of my YouTube videos uh, on YouTube, you see probably 90% piano because I want to be able to, for churches to, even though they've gotten rid of the quote-unquote acoustic piano for keyboards, mm-hmm. there's still a, a good piano sound in it. Sure. And I'd, like to, I'd love to see that come back in the church where it led the service versus trying to kim- compete with everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's so ironic because, you know, I grew up on the Hammond uh, as well. And uh, and, it, and as it is part of the culture, the Hammond organ is the uh, the primary instrument today in the uh, in African American church. Um, but then here, I can I can remember making that transition to piano more. I've never played piano more in my life uh, than I than I have here in the past twelve years. Uh, but it is the primary instrument, and I am at home on the Hammond. Uh, I've gotten a lot more comfortable on the piano. Uh, so when I tell some of our young people or some of our other musicians that the Hammond was the primary instrument, they they look at me like I've got three heads, you know, because it's it's unheard of, it's unthinkable, you know, you don't, and unless you've been in that circle, unless you've been in that environment, and unless you've uh, seen and heard the Hammond lead, you will never really fully appreciate mm-hmm. the B3 organ. Never, be, you never fully appreciate it. So, even on my way here, I was I was thinking, I was saying to myself, you know, there are there are we. We have halls of, of fame or music awards for all these top musicians that have been doing this for X amount of years. But you'll have thousands of church musicians that don't no one will ever know of right. who served and who, who who did the best that, 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 that they could. And I like I appreciate the fact that YouTube and the internet gives me the advantage to leave a legacy of what I've done and how I've done it mm-hmm. and how it's still effective today. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to be able to do that for for other artists or musicians who, have, who if you know, if they come to my site and I chat with them and I found out, that, you know, I'll ask them, do you have a, an actual recording of yourself to share with your family members so they can they can cherish some of what you've been doing? Majority of them don't. Mm-hmm. They, they you know they go and they play and then they go home and they learn songs and they go back to another service and they play. So I offer that. I'm going to be offering that uh, this year and in, in the later years to musicians who have been playing for years, uh, who have never shared a piece of their talent on, well, now it's MP3 or on, on a CD, to create that for them. Because I have the ability to hook up my laptop and a keyboard, go to where they are, go to their church if I have to, and just record and just play you. Mm-hmm. Create it for you here. Now you can do it as, as a, either a ministry through your church or share it with your family. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think that my grandchildren well, in my later years, when I can't play anymore, they'll say, "Well, hey, Daddy, Granddaddy, you were it." I says, "No, I was one of it. Mm. I was the I was the I. Somebody else finished off the TBS, <laughs> but uh, I, I I did my part. Mm. And you know, it's kind of, you you don't want to look at your end where you are now, but you realize that it is happening. And uh, until Jesus comes back, I'll be playing. I I hope to. Yeah. But if if he says, you know, take your rest and just you know. You know, I'm on. I'm not going down to Miami. You know, someone told me Miami was 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 heaven's waiting room. <laughs> but uh, if it's not Miami, it's Maui. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> but you know, it, when I'm going, I like to be able to sit and then, you know key up something that I've that I've done and sit back and go, yeah, when I could, I did. Right. Sam, thanks for staying on the wall. Thanks for staying on the wall and staying the course. If you want to know more about gospel music as a musician or just as a gospel music interest go to samsmusicco.com that's s-a-m-s-m-u-z-i-k-c-o.com 
and hear more from Sam Talbert. Sam, it's been an awesome privilege to have you back with us. Thanks so much. You shared a lot. And I got to have you back because we're going to be exploring this cultural side of what we do Mm -hmm. uh, as we mix it up with some other cultures. And and, uh, I I often say, and I'm going to keep saying this for the next few weeks, we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven that the angels are worshiping to country western. All right. Amen. Amen. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we'll hear about the combined effort of our Kids Praise Choir and the Yippie Project from Finland to record new music for children. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission.